0: welcome to this episode of the principal podcast we are here as always with the new principal of bedford high school mr weber good morning and we also have special guests with us here today of noah and patrick uh,
1: good
2: morning everybody
0: and so we are going to jump right on into our first segment which is Powell principal and so our first segment, Palace Principle, we're gonna do a couple questions from me and then we're going to let Noah and Patrick ask a couple questions. So the first question, who has been the most important person in your life?
3: I never have favorites. I always say I don't have favorites besides anything besides football. But um, probably the most important person in my life has been probably my mother. So my parents were, divorced, um, and my mom had, I think a lot of sacrifices just to make sure we uh, had everything together as kids. And children. so She always put uh, my life first. And then even now as an adult, she puts my daughter's life first. We, she's about an hour and a half away, but I can call her like at four in the morning and be like, "It was sick. You come home. You come watch her for the day, so I can go work." And she wouldn't drive back without the picture.
0: Okay. Our next question: um, Who has inspired you the most?
3: Um, I think there's a multitude of people, um, so I had a couple of coaches in high school, um, three of which all are administrators, one became a principal, the other two are assistant principals. I think it's pretty easy to see how they impacted my life. They just were positive people. Um, I thought that they did a lot of good things, and I was kind of, I didn't realize how much influence me had, how much it my life when I was in there.
2: I am influencing influence you, however, I'm not one of your biggest influences. You are now. Um, every morning I, my I Oh, thank you. I'm glad I'm such an influence in your
0: life. Um, I'm, the final question for me. What was your favorite pet as a kid?
3: I had a dog and his name was Bob when we were in high school. Bob the dog. Um, and so he was like a shepherd mix. He was just a really, really gentle giant. Um, so he was just, he was just a funny little dog. I should say a little dog like 90 pounds, but he was, uh, <laughs> he had a big bark, he was like this little baby. <laughs> and so in reality. Do you have any pets now? I have a cat. Um, we have, um, so my favorite football team is the, the bears, and Wolf we'll be and my favorite football player. So my wife had two cats. This is kind of a funny story. So um, when we first got engaged, she got a cat. And she thought she was going to love cats. And so this cat would like pee on stuff um to the point where like it would be on the counters uh it would be on like if you came over and spent the night it would fall into your suitcase be in suitcase, and i just hated this cat and so one time i was literally like making my like lunch um dinner and i could smell cat uh, and i was like on the counters for this cat pee and because i knew what cat pee smelled like because it happened so much um, And then I looked at my lunchbox and I'm like, no way, this thing did not pee inside my lunchbox. Sure enough, I opened it at my lunchbox and it had crawled inside my lunchbox and peed inside my lunchbox. Oh, it gets better. So I'm like, okay, Aaron, this, this cat has got to go. This cat is done. And my wife says, it's not its fault. And I look at her and she says, it's not the first time it's peed in your lunchbox. Ugh. So she proceeded to tell me all the time, and this cat was like, when she would wash my dress clothes and hang them up on the ironing board, the cat would sort of sometimes pee on them. So I was coming to school with clothes that had been peed on. She would rewash wash them and things like that. So anything that smelled like me was game to be peed on. I was like, okay, this is this cat's got to go. So then she got this new cat and to get me to like it, and I she'd name it Pan after all. Pan, but I refused to call it Pan. So no one calls it Pan, everyone just calls it Kitty. So we have one cat. So do you still like dogs? dog no, I do. We had a dog, uh, he, he passed away two years ago. He was a, a Rottweiler, he was quiet, a very good dog. Um, but we we're so emotional to, to put him down when it got to that time. I was yeah. like, I'm never doing that again. So and then we had a first of all not home enough for a dog, not a good owner anymore. Do you still have the lunchbox like memory of that time? No, that lunchbox is gone. Well, actually my wife said she was nowhere at, I always cleaned it with bleach. And I looked at her and I said, I go, okay, well I'll make you dinner tonight, I'll gonna get back the bleach, and I'll put your dinner in it. And then she goes, <laughs> okay,
0: um, Do you two have any more questions?
1: Yeah, what's, what would you say is your biggest regret?
3: So I really don't have too many regrets. Uh, I always feel like everything is kind of always happened for a reason, but my biggest regret, honestly, I did it in the civil service. Um, and I always felt like I oh, was something that I could have done, should have done. Um, I was going to do a raft in high school, and I did it when I was do a raft in college. But my wife engaged with him, I'm like, you know, doing that.
1: So I was like, oh, heard that one.
3: How about your favorite food? Which I don't have favorites, so I like I like all, almost all foods. Um, I shouldn't say that tomatoes are disgusting, but of the foods I like, I like all of them. Like, I love, I can't even pick a favorite breakfast food because I like so many of do you have a favorite cereal? No, because even that changes. Like my favorite sugary cereal would be Lucky Charms for sure, but my favorite healthy cereal would probably be Frosted Mini oh, I'm with you. On that <laughs> do you like this? Do you like? Do you guys eat Frosted Mini
0: with ever? I eat them straight out of the box. Eat them without the milk.
3: I like to soak mine till they're like soft in the milk. So complete opposite of
2: you. I don't like to do that. I eat them. Okay. You guys? Have, uh, yeah.
1: At one of our last cross country meets, he
0: brought a box of frozen uh, mini weeds And we ate. <laughs> um, the one day we went to regional for lacrosse, it was up in Detroit. We had to get to the school it was on the side. So we had to get to the school at like eight or nine. And I brought my box of frozen and mini weeds and we were passing it around the bus, and we were all just eating out of
3: it. Was this is um, a thing. Yes. Best thing, frozen mini weds. Nice, crunchy
1: frost mini the best is the micro-weeds. After you finish all the mini-weeds, you have all the crumbs at the bottom of Oh, the yeah. So vine- the micro-weeds.
0: Okay. Okay, so if there's no more questions, we're going to go ahead and move on to meal time. So our first question in meal time is for Mr. Weber. If you became a VHS student for a day, what would you do?
3: That's a really good question. I would love to be a VHS student. And I would love to either be at yeah, a pep assembly or playing a sport here. You know, I love playing sports as a student, um, and our student sections are just so like vibrant and alive. I think that'd be a really cool experience to be either in that as a student or being cheered on by that student
2: section. Would you come on the principal podcast if you were a student here? Oh, absolutely. I would probably, I would probably be like like a star feature on the principal
3: broadcast I'd have, okay. I'd have some big questions to ask and things like that if you were the student and I was the principal what would you ask <laughs> um, I would ask so we did we, it was weird though because we did we had our announcements run VHS that's how old it was and I would ask about doing something with the announcements I would want to do something with the video announcements. You guys have, like, digitized
0: ones. Um, Our next question, what has been the hardest part of being the principal of such a large school like Bedford?
3: I think the hardest thing has been just trying to learn. So, uh, if you're a teacher, you really own your space. But as a principal, everything you do is really connected to everything else. So you can't just come in and do it your way. Um, and so I've been a principal before for six years. So I have a, a lot of things that I'm very accustomed to doing. And some of those things are very similar here at Bedford. And some of those things are completely different. And so learning to kind of like live in someone else's skin and shoes, to make sure I understand anything before I just wish that it's really bad um, and inappropriate leader just to make changes, make everyone else adjust to them. And so I've tried to really try to adjust to as many things that I can about myself. Um, so those are just things that are different. So not anything that students would really probably notice. More so just how, what um, like the actual principal part of operations. Is. So can you give of
1: the,
3: yeah, an example would be um, like how the schedule is built. So like where I became the principal in the summer, and you guys were already like counselors were here and they're building your guys' schedules and fixing stuff and things like that. Um, that whole process is something that I'm not, wasn't used to because I'm used to having the schedule built and kind of completed with any big holes in the kid's schedules and the kids already had it fixed before they go home for the summer. And so kids don't know exactly what hour they have but they generally have a clue like, I had kids who had like an AP class and were doing AP homework, but then a scheduling conflict, they couldn't have one of the AP classes and they had done AP homework. And so those are things I'm not used to like, the people are looking at me to solve that and I'm like, I don't know, I have to solve this by making sure we're not in this situation. I don't know the answer to be in this situation, if kids don't be in this situation. So that would probably be an example. I don't like our kids to spend all summer to do their AP work and then not be in a, a class in August. So that kind of stinks.
0: Um, what has been the easiest thing of being principal here? Uh,
3: the, the students, honestly, um, have been really positive in writing. I mean, you guys do podcast. Um, so many of the students, um, both of the gentlemen here, um, I mean, I could just go down a list of all kinds of students on different sports teams or different clubs or just in the hallways, who have been really, really positive. Um, even something like when we changed, like, you know, right away at the start of the year, I told about the baby powder and I didn't want to have baby powder to the students Why? and by and large, students really respected that and they got the course their version of it and so just things like that, they, you guys have been so easy to work with. As long as I'm transparent, he would tell you why. Um, it's been that's been like the easiest thing. It's been fun.
0: Um, another question that we had: What has been your favorite thing about being principal here? Uh, my beautiful face
2: every day. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of them. <laughs> um, and it, it'd be the same thing. It's been
3: how the students have met. Um, it's like I, I love how you guys interact. Have assemblies. I love. The student sections. I love the whole radio, uh, everything that goes on here, the radio station, the podcast, um, all the different groups that you guys have. I think I just love how much those things are established, students engage in it and participate in it. Um, I just think it's really awesome. It's really fun for me to be a principal school that has all those things that kids want, like, students want to do.
1: Good things. So is there anything about Bedford that you would want to change in the future?
3: Yeah, I wanna make sure we don't have any more gators in the water. So yeah, those will all come out. You know, those are like that'll all work out inside. Um, you know, again I, that's one of those things I think I think people think the principal really can just make changes and a lot of things again. Um and so just trying to and try to understand why certain palaces are well
1: I think you're really underestimating how often we have to um, <laughs> It's not really something you can just have one solution for. you need to have plan A and plan
3: B and... Yeah, like some kind of a whole like like systemic approach to making sure gators don't win up Um,
0: the final question that we had for you and then we'll open it up to any more questions. Has anything crazy Happened to you since you've been here, besides the gator?
3: I don't think anything is crazy to me, Um, because having been in a school, I I really should have a book, because there's so many things that occur that people just would never believe. I'm at the spot anymore where, like, even less like the gator. I've never dealt with the gator before, but I'm not surprised (laughs)
1: anymore.
3: Like, um, it, it just. I've dealt with just so many situations and so many weird things. Um, it just doesn't even like it's just okay. None of these things are ever in your classes, by the way. So as you guys like go to like high school and college or wherever you go to, like they're not going to. There's not a class like there's no there's no class on what to do with live
2: animals on your campus. So, like we never talk about that in my <laughs> classes. Before. So if you were to write a book about your principal.
3: Career,
2: who would co-author with
3: Who, if I did a co-author? Um, well, I would probably a lot of people who I cite, because I I don't think of myself as like a really creative type person, but I'm really good at seeing a good idea and running with that. Um, and so... There's books. I share this with the staff. There's a book by Todd Whitaker called What Great Principles Do Differently. That book has really impacted me. Um, Anything by John Hattie's work. He's a researcher of researcher. And so um, that would be really strong in there. Um, So there's just a lot of different. And then Colin Powell, actually. um, He has a great book on leadership that I thought really impacted me. So there would be a lot of ideas from their books that you would see. And how I
0: do things. Um, any more questions? Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last segment, which is what students want to know. So, for this segment, for this episode, we're actually going to ask, no, instead of asking Mr. Weber, and then at the end, he's going to ask a few questions for them as well. Um, so, our first question to you guys what is your opinion on the new rule changes, such as like the dress code and the cell phones.
2: To be honest, I wasn't aware that we changed the dress code, but um, I don't really mind the rule changes that much. Um, I think that rules are in place usually for a reason, and usually they don't have a reason, so they don't really bother much.
1: Yeah, I think the the cell phone policy. I think it's probably a good thing, especially really just hallways because it's a point where the places where most people use cell phones work a lot they can still do it. But like, walking behind people in the hallways and that, that moving at like the speed of a snail just because they need to look out on their phone and it
2: it's but... it's not like the cell phone using no cell phones 7.30 to 2.30 during the school night. Patrick said, you can still use it during lunch, It's it's not incredibly restrictive or as restrictive as it
0: can be. Um what do you think we should do to improve the pep rallies and make them more of a exciting space and time for the students? I think
1: that one thing we could do that could really improve the pep assemblies, uh be really if we just tried to bring like our school spirit just to a uh, back sort of and really worked on like strengthening that throughout the school day. I think uh, maybe if we did them earlier, uh, because at like two o'clock a lot of people are just kind of done for the day, especially on the weekend. So that might be one way that could help us. So maybe we did them in like Yeah, I agree with that. Patrick, on that one, it's
2: um, it's just a matter of harnessing the school spirit that we have because we do have a lot of school spirit. Um, we just have to find creative ways to harness that school spirit in the of events.
0: Um. <sighs> I can't even ask, the, do you want me to say, it? should we change our mascot to the Bedford Gators since the incident?
2: No, uh, I'm going to go with yes on no. them, I actually went <laughs> to,
0: uh,
2: huh? I was the school, uh, the student representative on the school board at the October meeting, I believe, and uh, I proposed there that, we should change our mascot to the gator as representative, because the student representative, but the board was not very
3: receptive
0: to requests.
3: So I think he's a good honorary one. In other words, it'd be really sad with the gator.
0: What if, what if we just changed the elementary schools to the gator and then left the high school as the youth?
3: So feed the elementary kids the gators.
0: I mean, they're small <laughs> enough. <laughs> meals do you think should be added or changed in the cafeteria? I can't give an opinion
2: on that one because I pack every day, <laughs> but I mean it's, it seems like they have a lot of variety of stuff and
1: I don't really know how it tastes to so. I think they should add salt to the pretzels because the pretzels are very dry without pain. <clears throat> they're, they're kind of, uh, sort of i don't know how to describe it they they don't taste like most pretzels do so <laughs> i think if they were salted that could definitely help that's a good example of, of, of like those
3: restrictions that are tough because you guys were you guys were probably in middle school maybe the rules for food change in schools and so things like salt there are like really really strict limits on how much salt my old school, they had, like, these legendary cookies, like, I'd talk them, talking, like, I'd give 50th anniversary, tours, you know, and I'd take one of two, and they would ask about these cookies, and they had to change the cookie recipe, because they weren't compliant with, um, the snack guidelines, and so a couple years ago, that changed, and so, um, that's one of those things that, like, right, it seems like, oh, we can make some changes to it, but there's so many rules around it. So they have to make, have to make food differently.
0: Um, what's your favorite and your least favorite parts about being students here at Bedford?
1: My favorite parts is really just uh, being around all the different students. It's really nice, especially at football games and stuff. Yeah, um, it's definitely
2: great to be part of such a strong community. Um, we have support from the community in general, but the school itself is also a community. And students are really supportive of each other, and it's just overall
1: a, a very supportive environment. And then, for the least favorite part, I, I'd probably say a lot of the actual facilities of Bedford are just not very nice. Like I drive in when I go to the parking lot. Well I go to the junior high side first just because it's closer to where I live. So I go in the junior high. And that it's like you're supposed to be able to fit two cars there but it's actually shrunken down to only one car can go because the just the parking lot is so bad. And it's like the parking lots are really rough and that a lot of the school has like problems. Also, uh probably specifically I think the bathrooms are a really huge problem. Uh, some of the like some of the bathroom stalls don't even have doors on them, which I find not to be very it kind of ruins the purpose of the stall, uh to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> privacy when you're when you're when Mother Nature calls. It. That's broken. Yeah, and then o- oftentimes there's a lot of trash... Too so, if they were clean, that would be very nice. And Patrick took all the words out night my mouth on that <laughs> one. I go in the parking lot
2: believe it or not, use the bathroom too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I see all those same things every day. So, I put him on that one.
0: Um, our final question that we have, and then we'll open it to Mr. Weber um, What do you think can be improved on at the school dances?
1: I think I think we need to find some better solution with the music. I feel like the a lot of like people always feed on the, the DJ and they they have a good reason. It's sort of like every year we see every dance we seem to get a different DJ because the one before it wasn't perfect. Either the administration is bad because there's some bad words or the students were mad because he played songs from the 80s the entire time. So, Why would the students be mad about that? Uh, because the 80s was not a very good decade for music. <laughs> the 80s is extremely overrated, uh, especially pop music from the 80s. I like I like this dance, okay? I like it. We, we talk... Some of the most overplayed songs of all time are from the eighties, Don't Stop Believing, I'm pretty sure that's from the 80s, right? That is that's got to be one of the the worst songs of all time if you just hear it to on the radio dances. So that's my opinion on music. Um, it would have be been really bad if I said that was my
3: most
2: influential song ever. Well <laughs> it would tell me a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to go with, um, playing more 80s music <laughs> and dances, because, no, why not? I guess I've
1: met one person who doesn't like 80s music, but, well, I'll just say there, there's a reason that music changed in the 90s, because <laughs> music
0: in the
1: 80s wasn't
3: going <laughs> Well, the 80s fashion has completely come back, like... Oh, dear
0: God, I don't even them. want to go there. Unfortunately. <laughs> um... So we're gonna go ahead and open it to Mr. Weber. If you have any questions for them, go right ahead.
3: Yeah. So a um, couple things. One, you guys both did um, really, really well on the SAT. So um, what are you guys looking at doing after high school with that? Um, and then also, how did you, how did you
1: do so well? Yes. the um, I think that one of the the biggest helps or the sort of the biggest tip for doing well on the SAT is the same as. Doing on anything else, so you need to practice a lot and you need to be meticulous in your practice. I think that's the same for anything good other. practice. That is, don't just practice, but perfect practice. Or I don't don't just, practice. just practice, but if you get something wrong, why you, you got it wrong and you think through you can make it better. It's the same as if you're practicing for sport, for music, or anything else. Yeah, and when you
2: um, practice, you have to make sure that you're. Engaged in what you're doing. So you might sit at a computer and answer 200 questions on Khan Academy, but then when you're done with it, you might not have learned anything because you were pregnant. That would just be a cool place So I think that being completely engaged in your practice is important and I think it helped me, but I think people tend to overlook the lesser aspects of test preparation. Like good night's sleep, good breakfast in the morning, and things like that, and and I think those, if people pay more attention to them, could really cause an improvement in the test. This
3: is kind of a question for all of you, because I, I think I'm sitting here with four students that I would say are superstars. Um, a lot of attention. Is,
1: hey, guys, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, one of us is now so.
3: I, I, I don't. I, yeah, we just have to say it. I, I don't know him well. So what I mean by this is, like, we spent a lot of time in high school celebrating athletics, um, which is great. Like, right, I'm a huge athlete person in, in sports, and I, and I love that. And so, do you guys think that you guys get enough recognition um, as far as like you guys are running a, a radio station and broadcast a lot of creative stuff, and you guys are that like pinnacle of, of students or students are supposed to be on the academic side, you guys play you guys get recognized by the school. Enough for that?
0: Okay. You can go right ahead. Alright. It's kind of like a weird thing because with broadcasting it's such a niche department that teachers don't even know really we exist. So we barely get recognized by the school, if at all. So it's kind of like that one thing. A-11 is that weird thing, and it always has been for my entire high school career, where it's like, if you know who we are, people are like, oh, that's really cool, but then most of the staff just kind of like, wait, where do the announcements come from? And it's just, it leads to a lot of weird things. I think that Kent kind of just, or just kind of like, feel kind of like unrecognized and overshadowed by some of the bigger departments, like your um, athletics, your music departments, even theater. all just kind of sitting here awkwardly like you don't know who we are but hey we're doing stuff yeah i think one thing to go along with the sports and i know kind of like they did this in the junior high so i was expecting it in high school when i got here. Is like they don't do that in high school is like the sports teams they get recognized on the announcements and i know like they changed the rule that like oh teachers have to play the announcements but kids won't watch it you can play the announcements as many times as you want kids are going to Put their earbuds in in homeroom and not pay attention. So I think like recognizing maybe the sports teams over the announcement over the loudspeaker in the morning or something of that sort, or, or like during the pep rallies. I know we do that a lot. It would really help like the students feel like we're getting recognition for what we did. Because I mean, the students. I know anyone here can vouch that 99% of the kids in the class don't watch the announcements.
1: Yeah, a lot of like even probably like half the teachers even your teachers even play the announcements so and then even with those it still most people probably won't be playing well I might know somebody who can
2: do some announcements over the PA if, if I was told to do that so uh, <laughs> yeah. we can see about that how do you guys go academically uh, academics wise I think that there, there is think- uh, a good amount of recognition um but i think that a lot of times that recognition is overlooked just because athletics are um i think supported more more by the outside community rather than or there's like seven esps exactly so i think they play the spelling bee on (laughs) ESPN for something now so so there is academic recognition. It's just overlooked sometimes. Handy.
0: Anyone else? Um, anything? What about um? I lost my turn. Oh, yeah, another good
3: question for you guys. I wanted to ask, and I totally asked. you should break down your questions. Um. Oh, you guys ever answered my question about what you guys wanted to do after?
2: What's the next for you guys next fall? Uh. Well. I'm not attending college. I don't know where yet. Honestly, I'm going to wait and see if I can get any scholarships. And use
3: What can you guys educate me about, um, this uh, uh, I need a little
1: education. Yeah, what, okay. Disco, <laughs> it's like, you know what Instagram is?
3: I, I know what Instagram is, yes. Do you
2: have an Instagram?
3: Uh, no. Uh, I, did, I did a few things back in the day to try to get with these things that I had struggled
0: it's it's kind of so it's like, a real thing it's a real thing it's kind of like instagram scrunchies but most scrunchies okay well there's a difference between visco and visco girl
3: oh okay I need, so visco is
0: like this like the app and it's kind of like instagram but most oh, okay. people don't use it that way most people just use it like to edit pictures because they have a lot of like, cool filters on there that you can put over your um pictures and edit your pictures but um but visco girl, it's someone that like hydro flask, scrunchies, ripped jeans, Birkenstocks, bands, ripped jeans, oversized t-shirts, wearing t-shirts. And now do you really have to do
3: all of it, or you be like partly visco
0: girl? No, you're either full visco girl, or you're not at
3: all. Yeah, I see <laughs> lots of Birkenstocks. They're
0: See, like, if you do the whole thing, then you're a physical But If you only do, like, a couple parts of it, you're a white
3: girl. Okay. Is there, is there a physical guy thing? So,
0: I mean, like, like I guess I you I could. I, <laughs> I guess you want food. I don't
3: know if i am had it or I said it. But it's a <laughs> <going to be. laughs> so, But I like, can do more baggy shirts. I guess scrunchies would be a hard thing to wear. But, not, not, but some guys might have a sort of a band bun. I, I
0: know a mom. lot of girls, like, give their scrunchies to guys they their dating. It's like, you know, like, guys give, like, girls their sweatshirts. It's like, girls give guys the scrunchies in the wear, and that's, like, you know, a guy has a coat.
3: I did not know. This. So, I, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Most yeah. people just wear
0: them on their wrist. Most people don't even use them on their know. hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Most people don't even use them. like oh Yeah, I got
3: you know <laughs> I, I, I wanted to hear, like, like so this is a real thing. My wife has told me about this, but. You know, she's the same age as me. She's actually a little bit older. She might get mad if we say another that. <laughs> but uh, so I just want to make sure it was, like, a real thing. So thanks, guys.
0: Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and end this episode of the Principal Podcast. Um, tune in next time, and we may have different students. Or I don't know if you're planning on bringing the same one I'll bring some different students on. So sure. we'll bring down some different students and get some different inputs. Bye, guys.